0: Well, hey there Rob, hey there everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room. Could not be more excited to be back with all of you guys today. Last week we talked about uh, the perils of perfectionism and what it does to our beings when we feel that kind of intense pressure to be perfect all the time. It's kind of a bit of a label, the perfectionist label that some of us, uh, some people sort of enjoy ascribing to themselves, some people are trying to run from it. This week, we kind of want to talk about another type of label that can be put on us that I think COVID has really caused us to rethink quite a great deal. And Rod and I have had a couple conversations about this and are excited to share our thoughts with you today. So, today, we want to chat a little bit about introversion and extroversion and what those things mean and what's our understanding of it and how perhaps these labels uh, may be a help, but also may be a bit of a hindrance in life as well. Rod, what do you want to add into the mix?
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw down my bias from the beginning and say, I hate labels. <laughs> and I'm not talking about. It's good about to
0: confess. This. It's good to start with a <laughs> confession, Rod. It is.
1: <laughs> That's the lens through which I'm going to have this conversation. And uh, it, it's, it's um another time
0: we'll do some like podcast therapy on why you hate labels (laughs) but perhaps that's for next time kids so buckle your seatbelts we're gonna do some podcast therapy with rod another time
1: that's right so i i think a little bit of this uh it may come out today but let's as we get started listen okay introversion and extroversion or um how do you how do you think of those two things those two terms leslie
0: well, I think until I until I read a little bit more about them, like before I'd sort of, you know, even used the Googles and and sort of read about it on the Googles or whatever, I always thought of introverts as, you know, quiet, shy people who don't want to go out on a Saturday night and extroverts as, you know, sort of life of the party can't get enough being around people um, and are just like out doing, doing, doing. But I think my perspective has changed over time. So I want to hear what your take on mm-hmm. those, on mm-hmm. the labels are as well, before we talk a little bit about how my understanding of it has morphed. Yeah. So what's okay. your take?
1: So my take, I, so I, Probably about fifteen years ago, did my first Myers Briggs. You've you've heard of Myers Briggs, mm. I think. You get oh, this, indeed, yes. And uh, uh, I'm definitely as when I do that assessment, I'm an, the I, the introvert. So I'm like I-N-T-T me too. or something like that. Yeah, and so I'm...
0: I'm INFJ. Shut up. We're going to talk about that too another time. Okay, keep going.
1: <laughs> so I uh, always remember what they describe. <laughs> They're like, oh, introverts are one of these the the thing that I remember is if you're in a social setting, introverts can still do the social setting, but they get very tired. And it's very, it's right. a draining experience. The, the extrovert for, on the other hand, would, uh, take energy from a social interaction and leave that and be fully energized and, and wanting more. And then I, I remember the people leading the, uh, the sessions and the stories, people would be like, yeah, I'm like that too. That's what I think. That's how I am. And so on, so on, so on. And, um, I remember thinking that, um, but, and I was newly coming out of, uh, my psychology degree where I'd learned about something called the big five, uh, factor personality traits. And one of them is extroversion, extroversion. And I won't go into super detail, but I'll just say, I always wondered, is like, why is under the, the big five, it's like, this is what psychologists and all their studies figured out is these five personality characteristics they label one as extroversion but it it's not there's not introversion at the other end it's it's extroversion or the absence of extroversion and i'm so
0: super I, binary yeah well it's
1: well i think a binary as being it's extroversion or introversion this is saying it's
0: yeah. extroversion or it's like Ugh. Or the absence of oh, extroversion. Not there.
1: Yeah. And so, what is that? And then... So
0: it's extroversion or the void. <laughs> that's right. Which is even
1: more confusing. <laughs>
0: that's so terrible. That's so, so terrible. Sorry, so... psychology, but that's terrible.
1: Yeah. And and I think the other my my final thought, um, just to answer your question, is I never liked it because I'm like I I think of myself as the introvert, yet I love interacting with people. I love I I enjoy and take tons of energy from having uh spending time with friends and uh, meeting new interesting people so like what do I do with that I didn't know so I've never had a happy relationship with this these two labels
0: well and I and I and I get that I really do because I've like you I've always identified as an introvert and when I tell people in my life that they laugh their heads off at me because I'm a fairly again they the People's In people's minds, I think the idea of an introvert is someone who's quiet and shy. And I, I'm about like the loudest person uh, <laughs> you could ever meet. And I have a big personality and I love talking to people and I use my hands a lot. And, you know, you always, you know, I, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I do not come off as what people imagine as a traditional introvert. A girlfriend of mine used to always tell me that I was an ambivert and I would poo-poo it and say... Uh, no, 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 I'm an introvert, I'm an introvert, almost like it was this badge of honour. And I think the more uh, we've gone through COVID, the more I'm realising that, oh no, she's right. Like like you, I like to be around people. I really missed that interaction in the first parts where I was self-isolating by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can FaceTime and use you know the Zooms and all the businesses and all that, but it's just, it's not the same as having that in-person interaction. So yeah. I agree. I think I think breaking free of these labels might be a might be a helpful thing.
1: Yeah. So what's an ambivert? I have not oh, heard that before. I know,
0: right? It's kind of uh it's kind of the sense that you're both. Like you like like ambidextrous. You can write with your left hand or your right. You can be uh an extrovert, you can be sort of the life of the party person, but then you can also need to withdraw and recharge your batteries. And um, like I say, I've never told her that she's right, because it would be like telling my mom she was right. So I'm never doing that. (laughs) But I (laughs) I think she's right. I think I really do. I love that um, the laughter and the camaraderie and the, you know, all of that that comes from being around people. Um, But I also need that time alone uh, in which to recharge my batteries. And if I don't do that, then, you know, all heck breaks loose. And my body starts to tell me, um, yeah. Hello. I would like some downtime now, please. And yeah. if you don't give me downtime, I'm going to make you some downtime by getting you sick. How do you like them apples? Yeah. Because the body always wins. The body always wins.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, interesting. Oh well, that okay.
0: Yeah. The, does that feel better to you? I mean, I know we're avoiding labels, Rod, but does I know. Ambi- well, this is why I don't. Less...
1: No, it's a great example why I, I don't like them because. How many times you do some form of personality test and you get your answer and then they say, you're like, well, but I'm also this other right. way sometimes. And then at the end, of right. the, at the end, they say like, yeah, this is your personality. And also you can be the opposite and then something else and <laughs> something else.
0: And yeah, no, it's so frustrating. Yeah. So this is my current thinking on all of this. This is where my, and I think you have some theories too. So let's Mm. share, let's swap theories. My theory is like a lot of things in life, experiences are on a continuum. And so anytime we talk about things in black and white opposites, there's either you're an introvert or you're an extrovert. I actually see that behavior absolutely happening on a continuum and so it's very rare, I think, to find a pure extrovert um, or a pure introvert. Um, they do exist, obviously, but mm-hmm. I think the majority of people probably fall somewhere in that plus or minus range where mm-hmm. there are situation. We are either situational introverts or situational extroverts. Mm-hmm. Um And I don't think it has to be as black and white as it's described Mm -hmm. in many of the tests that are out there and many of the papers that are written about it. Mm -hmm. I just don't. My way of getting around the label, I guess, is by reframing it all together and saying, that's nice that you want to pigeonhole me into one of these two things. I'm going to go with both and I'm going to give you situations where I'm one and situations where I'm the other.
1: Yeah. What's your take on all this? Yeah. No, I... um... Well, so I, I agree with that. I think it, it's a reflection of something that we're all uh, getting more comfortable with saying is that everyone's really unique. You know, humans mm-hmm. do follow patterns. We can talk about human nature and biases and other stuff, but truly we are all unique. So it's, and, and it's not just, it's not this, we're unique and it's static. It's unique. Right. And then we shift all the time, depending on, as you said, situation, I, I, agree with that too here but here's uh, when i've thought about this i uh, actually over the i can't remember when in recent years when i learned more about you know what we talked about in our first episode of like how the body reacts or how Mm -hmm. our mind is with the, the fight or flight and the stress and and what leads to that and some of the so it's, you know, we have these reactions and it's not just when we're being chased by a tiger, but it's also our our mind can get stressed from social situations as well.
0: Right, um,
1: right. And then, you know, emotional intelligence is another topic and it's like a part of emotional intelligence is being able to uh, interpret other people's emotions. And so it, there's a period where I was thinking about all these different things and I thought, you know, for me, the introversion or the let say the fatigue that might come from a social interaction or the the uncomfortableness I think relates to the to the the degree to which that person is interpreting the others mm-hmm. that are in that social group so it's like if you and I are talking um I I'm listening to what you're saying, but I'm also picking up on cues on your how right, you're saying right. it and, and your body posture and, and other things. So I'm taking in tons of information and which I'll admit a lot of times the advice for me should be is like, don't try to over interpret everything. But I'm more of the type <laughs> of person like there you know, the. There is that you, element. You
0: analyze things, though, right? Yeah. like you're you're constantly observing your world around you and analyzing all of the feedback that's coming in. I think that's one of your superpowers for sure.
1: Yes, it's the the, the superpower, and then also the the burden I bear. Yeah, <laughs> Well yes, because, oh, yes. as most
0: again, it's a continuum, my right. friend. There's no
1: black and white. Yeah, and, and it's and it's that that's very tiring. That's uh, yeah, it's and it causes stress because, like, oh, the person seemed. I tell you, one of the things that's helped me a lot is. I realize if a person I'm interacting with is upset, um, I realize you know they, they, they're probably upset for some other reason, and they're just bringing that into this. Uh, yes, my the interaction, which was such a revelation to me because for years and years and years I just I bore that burden of oh they're upset because of something I'm doing right now. Yes, but it's this yes, over yes. this this extreme attention to what the other person is emitting. Uh, so then I think. The ec- in my little model here is the extrovert is not who, who is is this like uh, fully enjoying every situation and not being tired at all. It's because they're not they're interpreting less. They're spending less energy trying to analyze every uh, nuance of what's coming out of the other person, and they're just more about like sharing their ideas and then you know uh, taking it at a, at a not. As at a higher level, not so in depth in that analysis. So that's my, yeah, I think uh, my perhaps complicated view on why the introvert feels tired and 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 avoids some situations. It's not because they don't enjoy it; it's because that other side of things
0: is makes it a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I do think that. Um, the model, like in my model, what you're describing, that type of an extrovert is way far out on the right hand. If we imagine a extroversion on the right hand side of my continuum and an introversion on the left hand side, it could be flipped. But that person would be far closer to the far right of um, not politics, thankfully, but uh, of extroversion, of you know, a really extreme definition. Of it, I think there are probably a lot of extroverts who are also scanning and looking. Um, to your point, perhaps mm-hmm. in a different way than an introvert might uh, might be doing. But I, I, my experience is that most people fall in a more. Um, like plus or minus 50 kind of, a, yeah. or a plus or minus 25 for people who are, you know, a little bit tighter into the middle or maybe less expressive or, you know, whatever it may be. But most people I think fall into that or maybe like a minus 25 plus 50, who knows, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I think most people fall into that kind of a model. And then there are some extremes where, um, you know, an extreme introvert would almost be like a hermit type person who mm-hmm. any kind of uh, social interaction is draining and, um, you know, just not okay. They're just not okay with it
1: mm-hmm. versus
0: most people are kind of high functioning, <laughs> high functioning introverts or high functioning extroverts mm-hmm. versus people who are, you know, at either end of, of the continuum.
1: hmm. Yeah, definitely. that's been
0: my experience with people or at least but then when i meet people who are at the extremes it's fascinating because it's so rare to to meet um people who are who are at either end of the spectrum
1: mm-hmm.
0: have you ever met anyone like that that you would say is like oh. an extreme hardcore extrovert or an extreme hardcore introvert
1: yeah there are a few people that i know and it's and it um, very much so I, well i I, and I think those folks, it's it's ones, it's like they are just got a lot to share and there's not a lot of uh, kind of sensing who they're with. That I mean, I, mm-hmm. I realize as I'm talking to you now, like that's my take on this is that I think it's important and you're having that social interaction is that you're also aware of the other person. I guess that's important to me as well as something that I do. So Indeed. I... I I kind of see it as a fault when I'm I'm with somebody and, and they're just uh, seemingly uh, having you know oblivious to the cues that they're receiving. Maybe this is. It. Yeah,
0: I, I I agree. I'm I'm with you on that front. I think um, I much prefer having fewer people in my life with whom I have that sort of deeper connection, and we're aware of each other's you know, the subtlety of our messages, not just the words we're saying, but all yeah. the more subtle cues that we, that we give off. I don't know if I see that as a part of introversion and extroversion. Mm. Um, I know some really like some high functioning extroverts who are some of the most sensitive people, um, I've ever known, mm-hmm. but, um, are charged are, are you know fall into that traditional definition of an of an extrovert where they're more charged by being around people. Yeah. But they look after the people that they're around. Oh
1: good. you know, so it's yeah. so
0: interesting that um like I had a former boss slash mentor slash now very, very good friend and I would put her into that category of she is a serious <laughs> extrovert. Um but is one of the most nourishing, caring people I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. So I think it's also what people do with that that I think is really important in our lives. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we can fall wherever we are in the continuum. But I think at both ends, there's got to be a, a an attempt to understand who we are and why we're operating the way we are. And whether or not it's working for the people around us, yeah. you know, and if if, if and for ourselves yeah. more importantly, if yeah. it's working for us getting through the world, but, um, you know, then we have to add in we're all conscious caring people, uh, you know, whether or not it's working in our relationships as well.
1: Yeah. So there's another angle of, uh, extroversion that I think of that. Um, uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on. It's the it. It's like the teenager or the the young adult, or I mean, even for for us at any age, but it's the, um, would you go up to some stranger and strike up a conversation? Because, just simply because, you know, it would be interesting to chat to that person. Like, it's the, do you talk to the person beside you on the airplane when we used to take airplanes? Um, or the bus or, or however that may be. The, um because there i think yeah there's a richness in social interactions and an interest level when you you know discover other people that have you've never met before and have interesting stories but i've always thought then that that is a measure of extroversion is 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 that person more comfortable to strike up that conversation versus the introvert who's kind of paralyzed by the oh i can't do that cuz they're going to think i'm strange Do you ever? So I'm
0: going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. So, and then I need you to analyze me and tell me what this means, Rod. Um, So I would much rather talk to a stranger on the bus. Uh, So I live close to the St. Lawrence Market in downtown Toronto. uh, In the St. Lawrence Market on a Saturday morning or in an elevator, if I'm, you know, at work and I don't, I will talk to strangers all day long. Going to a social event where there is something labeled networking hour is Paralyzing to me paralyzing yeah so I actually have a much easier time talking to a stranger than being in a social setting where I have some level of you know knowledge of some of the people there that thought of like breaking into pre-existing conversations and knowing when to stay and when to go and all of that stuff I find that completely terrifying
1: oh why go what why (laughs) What is it, what's the, mentally put yourself in that situation, what is it that you're thinking? I think for
0: the strangers, like for strangers in an elevator, on a bus, on a, even on, I don't usually talk to people on a plane because I like to have, you know, I like to watch a movie or whatever, Mm -hmm. but if, or the St. Lawrence Market or wherever it may be, is that there's a natural out there's a natural mm. endpoint to that conversation that I know I can escape. And I think if you're at a party or even worse, some kind of something labeled networking, yeah. um, which you can tell my internal bias against networking, uh, that I, I don't know what my exit is for that. And not, no, not having an exit route planned um, is really nerve wracking for me. I need mm. to know that there's, I even sleep with my feet outside of the sheets and my like I honestly think run. it's because I need to be ready to escape I need to be able to pack up my cello and my cats and run <gasps>
1: wow, so I know. interesting.
0: we can do a whole session just on that at some point <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's like you're interested to talk to somebody but there's a point in time where you're like you know what I think uh time to move on and and that that yes the Saying hey, thanks for the chat. Uh, I need to go to the bathroom, or thanks for the chat. You know, I'm going to go talk to somebody else now. Yes, you no. So, you're socially It's difficult for yes. you to say thank you. I I feel I'm guilty. Just talk to somebody yeah. else now.
0: Both the insertion point of the conversation and the extraction from the conversation, mm. I find wildly. Um, once I'm in it, I'm not so bad, but it's the, it's the, and that's maybe another, that's a whole other thing for another episode, I yeah. think is the imagined versus the real, you know, that all the terrors that we put into imagining a scenario and then the real life lived experience of it. That might be something else interesting to talk about.
1: Oh but. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What it, what it It's right. Those imagined things which causes real feelings yes. of stress and anxiety and you're like anxious about it.
0: But then the thing happens and you're like, it was that? Seriously? Yeah. You know? That's right. Yeah. But I think like if we think about um sort of closing up this topic and and what we'd say in closing, I mm-hmm. think that there's no like my my examples of where I feel comfortable talking to people and where I don't, I think it's the perfect examples of no one of us fits neatly in a little box. And so don't stress. Mm -hmm. If ever you feel like someone's labeling you a particular way, chances are you're also the opposite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, the interesting thing to think about, I think is where am I like that? Where am I not like that? Mm -hmm. Does it help me to be like that? Or does it help me to be not like that? And so Mm -hmm. asking some of those questions I find when people label us and, you know, today we've talked about introversion and extroversion, It Mm -hmm. can be a multitude of topics. I think finding, asking ourselves those questions, especially if the label rubs you the wrong way, then Mm -hmm. I think there's something really cool to dig into if someone Mm -hmm. calls you. Uh, And I mean a label like introversion and extroversion, obviously not, you know, not uh, a label that's a stereotype or something horrible like that. That's a different story Mm -hmm. altogether, but something that sort of recognized psychological kind of thinking um if it does sort of rub you the wrong way then mm-hmm. what's up with that guys mm-hmm.
1: yeah totally so let me leave you let me uh throw in another uh, shout out to the uh, big five personality traits here just to Fun. whet your appetite another one of the traits is openness openness to oh. experience and again, it's a continuum, so it's, it's from inventive, curious to consistent and cautious. Uh, actually, when I read that, I think of that growth uh, mindset. Versus fixed and growth mind. mindset,
0: yeah. yeah, for sure. But for sure.
1: Uh, I mean, the, just as a, you know, throw that into the play when we're talking about uh, curiosity and, and having interest in meeting people. Part of that is, is I see it as, it, it is being curious and enjoying learning. Mhm. But um yeah, I think then the, the labels people I fully agree with what you're saying is like when it, you're being labeled, maybe it works it helps you understand yourself a little bit better if you hadn't thought of it that way it could be a good thing. The other but it's also to watch out when you're labeling others because yes. you're um uh, then you get into this mode of uh uh kind of setting your if I label you as an introvert, I'm setting my expectations for you. I will not right. shifts how I think about you. Shifts how I oh, there's a there's an event, oh, but I don't think Leslie's going to want to go to the event because she's an introvert. I've
0: had that happen to me. I've had people say, "Well, I didn't invite you because I didn't think you'd want to come." Right? Maybe you want to ask me.
1: Yeah, exactly. So be be aware of the labels because yeah, I and mean, how I mean, they yeah, yeah, yeah. shift how you think of yourself as well as others. So, yeah,
0: that's the danger of labels, Mm -hmm. right? That's the risk. And I think that's the part that rubs you the wrong way is that it's all the assumptions that come with it Mm -hmm. and the baggage that comes with it that Mm -hmm. can feel really hard to break free from. Um, But maybe we'll spend some time in this podcast talking a little bit about how do we break free from those labels and, uh, you know, challenge ourselves and challenge others to think about these things a little bit differently. Yeah, definitely. Because no one likes labels. Yeah, me too, Rod. This is so much fun. I always have a great time talking to you. Thank you so much for today.
1: Thank you too.